0: Welcome to the Paul Series Podcast, where we dive deeper into the content from Sunday's message. Lord, I need you. Speaking of suffering, (laughs) I just suffered greatly. (laughs) Hey, dude, it was for the gospel though. Because do you you realize how many people I just reached with the truth of the word with that? What key was that? Oh wait, awesome key. (laughs) But <laughs> Connor's actually laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's
1: how I'm, I'm, you know, I can't hear our listeners. I am sure they are dying currently,
0: but Connor is measuring success matters. is by Connor laughs because normally he's saying they're just like totally deadpan, completely frustrated. Just to look at the <laughs> scoreboard. I've gotten a
1: bark out of Connor and a laugh just so we know last week, bark, this week laugh. Uh, I've
0: gotten a lot of like, Yes, good. Thumbs up from him. (laughs) That's interesting because I haven't seen any of those. Okay, dude, can I make fun of the pre-preach what happened this morning? The word the word.
1: Can I do that or it's no? It's interesting how. You know we're recording and you ask the question that you know I can't say no to now. <laughs> okay. So sure, Aaron, all go right. ahead. I'm going to garb about it all day long, though.
0: <laughs> Sometimes we record these podcasts in advance, so I'm not going to lie. This is on Thursday before the weekend. Sorry. I own it. Um, I'm just going to own that. Drew's amazing. He pre-preaches all of his messages because he's that humble and willing to get feedback. I got to tell you, there are not a lot of churches in the, I don't know, world. Certainly that I know of, <laughs> that their lead pastor pre-preaches every single message that he does to a group of people to get feedback. So that's awesome. He does that on Thursday mornings early. Um, we I'm do not that sure I'd say it was awesome.
1: <laughs> I love it. Awesome is not how I would describe it. <laughs> Humbling,
0: maybe. Uh, yeah, it's part of your suffering. Church, be thankful that you don't hear the first message. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so he was talking about how Paul never complained or whined. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I actually had to, like, compose myself because, like, you don't ever hear Paul complaining or whining or garping. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I,
1: I just realized that probably no one is laughing right now but you.
0: I was so funny because it's just one of those things where I'm writing notes about, like, oh, this was really good or, like, oh, I might say it differently next. time? I just wrote on my notes. Garp and we googled hoping that maybe it was a word and it turns out it's not i mean goodness i make up words all the time but that was a that was a next level makeup word thank you Uh, what are you doing for thanksgiving it's the week it will be the week of thanksgiving as people are listening today it is seven days before so what are you guys' plans do you have traditions all that I think
1: many people know this by now that Thanksgiving is a a reason for me to be thankful for Christmas. (laughs) So I'm listening to Christmas music. That is an awesome
0: way to say that. I'm
1: continuing to decorate Outside, I'll put some Christmas lights up outside. You know, we'll do a little bit more of that. Ashley's family's coming to town, so we we always flip flop Christmas and Thanksgiving. So
0: they're from PA, Delaware,
1: or Lan- somewhere Lancaster, Delaware. Okay. Yeah, okay. a little bit of everywhere, Philly, Lancaster, and then Delaware. That so right they're coming it. to town. And hey, newlyweds, great piece of advice: flip flop holidays. It makes comparison and all that timing easy. It's just like, uh-huh. hey, you know what we. It's really it's it's the best thing we chose. Like we flip flop holidays. So this year it's them. Next year they're Christmas. My th- family's Thanksgiving. Nice. There's no, it, it just diminishes the arguments. It's like, hey, who's doing what? When are people coming? It's like, nope. We have this schedule. It always stays the same. Nice. And so um, we're we're staying home. Ashley and I. We kind of made this decision when Malachi came home. Like holidays, it's hard to go and drive and everything with with you know Christmas Eve. So we just decided to stay. So we just eat a ton of food. By the way, Aaron. Again, I always bring the Dallas Cowboys in, but I think people are going to be interested in this. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys play the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving Day? Thanksgiving Day. I'm wow. sad that you don't know that. Um, it's I, pathetic that you don't know that. I'm sorry. Well, dude, I don't. People I don't, don't judge him. Judge him. He's Soccer a good that guy, closely. I promise. It's football. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> um, so I just want everybody to know if... If the Bills win, I'm not coming to church on Sunday. <laughs> I'm confessing my sin publicly before everyone. I, I will be you. in mourning. I realize my phone is going to be blowing up that whole game. What? Dude, just turn it off. Just, no, that that's not an option. So. <laughs> it's not an option. We'll see what happens.
0: I I had heard. I I knew that they were playing. I didn't realize it was the Thanksgiving Day game. Mm. But um. Nice. Are you so, to cover yourself so everybody doesn't. Think yeah, maybe like, wow. a little bit. <laughs> uh, I didn't check my ESPN app. ESPN app closely enough apparently. So one thing we do for Thanksgiving
1: tradition we changed probably five years ago. It's the best change we made when it comes to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is all about the turkey, okay? So most people, it's like I thought it was all about Christmas decorations. <laughs> well, that, but I mean, like when you get to the food, okay. you take you thank Thanksgiving seriously. And here's the big thing: I think people need to try this. Okay, most people, you know, make a. Traditional turkey, you know, mm-hmm. in a roaster, or sure, in the oven, or they're like the new thing is like deep fried, right? Turkey. If you would like to burn
0: down your house, okay. people
1: try to deep fry. Them. Exactly, you, most people cook it outside though, Aaron. Oh, okay. So don't deep. Fry, I'm just saying, don't it's a deep thing. fry in your house. I,
0: I heard that. Lo- all right, there people, are many you need fires. to lean
1: in here because this is this might be the best thing I give you all podcasts. Mm. So lean in here. You, you you better believe that part's true. But <laughs> go ahead. If you haven't tried a smoked turkey on Thanksgiving, you need to give it a go. It's a, a hybrid, basically okay. of. It feels like a ham and a turkey had a baby and made heaven. Okay, so it's a herky, (laughs) a garper. You see, turkeys gobble, smoked turkeys garp.
0: Yeah. Did you see bar? what I did there? <laughs>
1: so oh, here, let no. me explain this. So here's what I do. I buy a pre-smoked turkey. Okay. okay so it's already cooked, but okay. then I rub it down with like some Cajun seasoning, some zatarans for all my Louisiana Southern people. Oh, okay. Zatarans. So I rub it down and I cook it on my grill really low, 250, and it creates this bark on the outside, this Cajun bark, but on the inside, it's juicy, moist amazingness. Wow. I have no idea what you're
0: saying. So if y'all want to try, just come over to my house. Okay. Don't do that. You're not invited. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that, you got to like take that top rack off the grill or something. Have you fitting a turkey on a grill? I mean, it
1: just sits on the bottom. It's just. I don't use the warming rack. I just take it off. Okay, that, okay. It's okay. That simple. All right, so
0: take the warming. I was just picturing. I'm like, I don't see that fitting in my grill, but okay. You're yeah. not like a charcoal. You have to guy. be
1: smarter than the grill to actually <laughs> make it work.
0: Touche, <laughs> touche. I love you though. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you my Thanksgiving plans. Thanks for asking. Hey, um, Aaron. <laughs> I I always, uh, every time we go, I, I'm responding. I have to, like, find a way to bring it to talk about yourself. <laughs> hey, can we talk about me for a minute? Um, yeah, we, we also flip-flop holidays. And actually, we did a year uh, where we didn't flip-flop. We did, like, my family Thanksgiving two years in a row or something because mm-hmm. that synced us up with, like, my brother's in-law's schedule or something. So now we have, like, this super... Like deep into the in-law relations, we've got a synced up Thanksgiving um, Christmas thing. So it's currently, I mean, I'm certain something's going to happen eventually and it'll break. But right now we're in an awesome phase where it seems as if we're not competing like half the family. Well, it was, you know, the other side's year or whatever. Yep, I get that. So, and this is actually the first time in our married life that we are hosting Thanksgiving. So we've always, my family's from Ohio, Lawrence family's from New Hampshire. We've always uh, traveled on Thanksgiving and Christmas and this year uh, we're hosting Thanksgiving. So that's pretty exciting to think that we're going to take some time off work and not travel mm-hmm. and never done it. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. It's a little stressful. Your house has
1: got to be clean, you know, all those things. But oh. there, there's something about sleeping in your bed, your mm. sheets.
0: Yeah. Praise Jesus. Well, yeah, we don't Hallelujah. plan to clean, Amen. but yeah, <laughs> there are, I think there are six kids five kids under five that'll be there. I think five or six. I, I don't know. I lost count of the kids, but the point is it's going to be crazy. So I don't even, I don't think we plan to clean. <laughs> let the, actually, just blame wise. it on the kids. <laughs> wow. This place, oh, it was clean before you came. Yeah. I don't Your kids already destroyed it. I don't, they, they made <laughs> dust all over everything. I don't know how they did that, but, um, okay. So well, what, are I, are I actually,
1: tradi- what are your traditions, Aaron? You, you literally oh. verbally process your way out of the actual question <laughs> you asked yourself. And I know yeah. only, but uh, only you have that spiritual gift. What are your, thanks, holidays besides
0: not cleaning yes we i don't know that we have ever (laughs) traditions not your holidays. (laughs) yes i don't know that we have great traditions around thanksgiving other than you know of course we eat we i will say we're uh we don't eat like at like three or four we eat like an actual lunchtime thanksgiving Mm. so it'll be like you know 11 30 12 the latest one um definitely not three or four or whatever i've I've talked to a lot of people who are like yeah we do thanksgiving but it's like late afternoon we're basically like you're getting up and you're prepping and right into um Mm. We do two two o'clock okay because cowboys play at four so we gotta be full and ready okay yeah that seems really i don't know two you never eat a meal ever in your life at two o'clock so that just seems odd but whatever that's true Um, So I don't know that we have many traditions. We are not really Black Friday people. We've never gotten up early and gone shopping or whatever. Um, My family is sit around and talk. Lauren's family is let's do something. My family is like, let's debate all of the things that have ever existed. And we just talk and talk and talk. Imagine me with my whole family being the same as me. We should know.
1: I I don't want to imagine that.
0: (laughs) Not at all. Dude, just suffer well. It (laughs) it sounds like suffering. Uh, Although I think Ashley's side of the family is a little more like that, right? So this is your chance to be an introvert over Thanksgiving. Uh, Yeah, well, and maybe they listen. So no comment. (laughs) 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 Wise, a wise man. (laughs) A wise man once said. No, and actually I do want to take a, a moment and shift gears when we think about Thanksgiving or holidays in general. There are probably some people listening right now maybe even on Thanksgiving, who are not thinking of family traditions. They aren't with anyone, maybe feeling lonely or yeah. sad. Maybe this is the first holiday that you're alone. And so we want to speak to that and just say, we are, we're sorry that, yeah. that this is hard and that you're going through this. Um, we hope that Northridge represents the kind of community where you don't have to genuinely be like actually alone but that you can you know be connected to a group or whatever it looks like so that you have that community but we're with you we mm. we hear you and see you and just wanted to kind of acknowledge that. Yeah, the holidays can be hard. They are. Especially even if you
1: are celebrating, sometimes someone's not there that used to be there. You know, those are those are just hard reminders even in the midst of the celebration and so suffering happens all over and the good times and the bad times, it's, it's everywhere. And, you know, it's obviously what we talked about, you know, this Sunday is man, suffering is just a one in general, it's a part of life.
0: Yeah. So Drew, you mentioned a bunch of areas where you had suffered specifically with like random debilitating health crises every two years, uh, which is itself kind of an odd thing. I don't know when you're, we should like set a reminder for a couple of years from now and like put you in bubble wrap or something. Um, but do you think you suffered well? Like you you listed a bunch of those times. Do you did you suffer well? What did you do during those times that you're glad you did? What are some things that you think you would do differently? I think as a general rule, I do both. It's kind of weird like
1: Meaning you suffer say, well and badly. Yeah, okay. yeah, I so I feel like there are times depending on how how long the period of suffering is, you know, I think of surgeries there's you know, times where I'm—I just have a bad attitude. Like, why me, God? Like, I think you know, when I had my pneumothorax, when my lung collapsed, my ministry was like taking off. So, like, youth ministry—it was growing rapidly, and so it just happened out of the blue. It—it it, it happened on a on the day of our huge kickoff. We're expecting like six, seven hundred high schoolers. Our ministry mm-hmm. was taking off, such momentum, and. Like it was the catapult into the new year. And I wake up on the Wednesday, it's going to happen the night of the event, and my lung is collapsing and I don't feel good. And I'm like, God, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, mm. I'm doing, I'm living out the gospel. I want to see kids get saved. I want to grow this ministry, not because I want to be the coolest youth pastor in the world. I want people to know you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to throw this in my face? Like, mm-hmm. how is that part of your plan? And, you know, attitude, like did not suffer well at all. But as things unfold, again, we talked about praising God in the storm. That's the hard thing. Like, like, thanks God, I'm sick. It's hard. But as things unfold, I think God begins to shape your perspective where it helps you suffer a little bit well. And like, he had to do some things in me that I couldn't even see were there. And as I started seeing, man, I was a little bit like proud, like again. God gave me the thorn in the flesh so I wouldn't get conceited. There were some things that I didn't see about me that were there. That God was like, I need to correct those things. And I don't care how big your ministry is, Drew. What I care about is your character, and I'm gonna I'm gonna build that because it needs building. And so, I, I think in the midst of suffering, there are times where I do it well, and I have the right attitude, and I'm thankful. And then there's times where. I complain and I moan and I whine and you garp. <laughs> <laughs> I do no Paul garped. I, okay. I, I didn't. He's okay. at another level. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think we all can relate to that. Totally. In the seasons of our life when we suffer, sometimes it it
0: goes good and sometimes it doesn't. So it sounds like you, um, with the lung collapse specifically, we're doing more praising God for the storm in retrospect, less praising God in the storm. But I would imagine the more you're able to look back at times it sort of prepares you for the next time that you're in a storm. So your lung collapse was what, eight years ago? I'd say around there. Okay, yeah. eight years ago. So you just went through all the kidney stuff. That was crazy. That was like this month or whatever, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, do you feel like you did better this time? You know, were you a little more praising God in the midst rather than just in retrospect? Yeah, I think I
1: had the a, a good attitude. I think I was more focused on staying alive than anything <laughs> you know <laughs> not, not a lot of like esoteric philosophical yeah. <laughs> and i was i was i was, my suffering was so like i was delusional because i had a high fever so some of that is just like i don't know what to do but um you know i got to my antibiotics and once i i kind of got to the place where i was okay um i think it was like, God, thank you for this. I needed this. I could see some areas where I, again, God was refining my character. And just for those people who don't know, I had uh, a bladder and a kidney infection just hit me out of of nowhere. It happened Tuesday on work. I went home, had flu symptoms. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was a crazy time in my life. And so just recently. So but I do feel like as the more I suffer, I, I have walked through some really weird things. Like, mm-hmm. and and some of you listeners have have experienced that. And my list is small compared to your say, list. They're, you they're, know, like, we,
0: we know we have
1: listeners who have gone through much worse. And I feel like each time, I, the whining and the complaining kind of go away. It's it's kind of like an expectation. Like God, this is going to be a part of life, and I want. There's some some of me now that desires. This might sound crazy, but I actually genuinely believe this and desire for this it's, I want to suffer for the sake of the gospel. I mean, I want to pick my suffering. <laughs> like God <laughs> sure. I do. I don't want to be that bad. But I I, I wanna be like Paul at, at some level where like my witness and my passion for the gospel causes suffering in my life. Whether that's the enemy throwing things at me because he thinks I'm a threat, he brings opposition in my life, we talked about that. Or whether it's like people are like, dude, you're nuts and you're crazy and Get, get away from us. Cause I'm passionate about the gospel. Like I desire to be like Paul.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Christians in America today, do we suffer for the gospel? Paul's list was long of stuff directly mm-hmm. tied to, I talked about Jesus that directly tied cause and effect to beatings and yeah. stoning and all this terrible stuff of his life. Do we suffer today as Christians in America? this is a great conversation
1: because I think it brings tensions that we all feel as Christians in America. You look at Paul's list of like beaten, mm-hmm. shipwrecked, starving, like danger in the city and the country. Right. It's, it's convicting to me because like, I haven't experienced any of that. I was gonna say,
0: no, none. Clarification, zero things yes. from that list.
1: <laughs> and, I, I'm like, God, am I not doing what I should be? I mm-hmm. think, you know, as a Christian, you have the right heart. You, you ask that question, like, is this because I'm a bad Christian? Is right. this because I'm not following Paul's example? Right. And I think we have to understand the world and the co- culture and the context we live in. Again, remember, we go back to contextualization. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, Christians do not suffer like that we don't even come close, but we have to also realize that there are people all over the world mm-hmm. who actually face that kind of suffering.
0: Today, 2019, this week, They're someone is going to be in physical danger because of their faith. Yes. For sure. We don't face that. And just because we don't face that
1: doesn't mean we're not living out our faith. We're not doing what Paul did or following his example. And so I think we have to understand that our suffering might look different. Um, you know, our suffering might be more of a persecution of relationships, a persecution of thought, and what we believe. And I just think you gotta you you have to determine am I truly suffering for the sake of the gospel because I'm living it out? Or am I just suffering in general because we live in a sin-cursed world that Mm -hmm. has suffering all over it? Right. And I think that's kind of the tension we feel. We see that list and we feel guilty that we haven't been beaten for Jesus's name. And we might never be beaten for Jesus's name, but that doesn't mean I'm not living out the gospel. Mm -hmm. But I do believe this, although your suffering might look different, if you truly live out the gospel, you are su- you will suffer. There yes. will be suffering in your life. You just have to determine as a Christian, is that suffering from the
0: gospel or is it just from suffering in life in general? I'm glad you brought that up because I think we don't want to let ourselves off the hook just because we don't live in a society that is dangerous for Christians. That doesn't mean we shouldn't evaluate like, maybe one of the reasons I've never had any threats against me is because I've never done anything. You know, I've never taken any risks. I've never been bold, but I do think like, let's take exactly what Paul did travel, you know, constantly teach about Jesus in public and private forums and, you know, plant as many churches as you can. You could do that in America right now for the whole rest of your life with tons of boldness and audacity and God use you in a big way and start a new great awakening and likely will never suffer physical danger as a result of that, just because we live in, you know, what is, I guess what you could say is a blessing and a curse. We live in a society that is, we have a freedom of religion. And so as a result of that, we are able to spread the message of the gospel and be bold and never, likely never experience physical danger as a result of it. However, that is also a curse that I think that we need to keep in mind. Just like Jesus said that being wealthy is itself dangerous. It's, more, it's easier for yep. a camel to enter the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. We, wealth, comfort, affluence, and security are all dangers to be monitored. Yep. Um, we have much to learn from Christians who suffer for their faith, and they have a blessing that we will never have. That Paul talked about his his sufferings are what made him more like Christ. In right. other words, they have access to tools that will more quickly and more accurately make them look like Jesus than our comfort mm. ever could. Yeah. So I I read that list and I I even like
1: in my prep I started thinking like what does actual suffering look like for us for the sake of the gospel mm-hmm. because you look that list was a result of Paul preaching the gospel and so I, what does that look like in America? Okay, and I would love to have a dialogue about this. Here, here's a couple things that I think you know, looks like that. So I remember as a as a teenager, I, I believed in the gospel, gave my life to Christ. And what that meant was there were certain standards I had to live by according to the gospel for my dating world. And living by those caused me to suffer. Meaning this is this is a small suffering, but like there were girls that I thought were pretty that I was attracted to, but didn't believe the same thing I did. And there was a level of like, I can't do that. And it caused it seems stupid. It is stupid, but suffering in my life, sure. I think...
0: restriction.
1: It was a result of me living out the gospel that I couldn't... And I think with Christians, maybe this is one form of suffering. It's kind of like a side view of suffering is like, when we truly live out the gospel, there are things that we want, we desire, we but we can't.
0: Mm. It's it, dying to self, right? It is, it
1: is, exactly. Like that is, it, dying to self, is it, it's gonna cause you to suffer. It's gonna hurt you because those are pleasures. Those are things that you desire, your flesh desires, but it's cutting that flesh off it is gonna hurt you. It's gonna cause pain. It's not gonna be f- maybe physical. It's not not gonna be beatings, but that living out the gospel results in pain that is actually for your benefit, as Paul would say, great gain.
0: Yeah. And uh, ex- other examples might be Christians who see the needs and um, plight of the marginalized. Yeah. Uh, and they are saying, like, I'm going to give my life to the cause of justice. And it actually might cost them their life, you know, or uh, it's going to cost them. A much higher paying job. Like maybe you go, you know, people who go into, they study law and they could be, you know, a high paid attorney in some other field, but instead they go into criminal justice reform or something, you know, Mm. and they, that's, that's driven by their desire to do the right thing in the world, but it's going to cost them their credibility, it's going money, to cost them money, yes, yeah, so all, all that kind things. of stuff. And that's that's one way. Another way might be that just in the office, you're the kind of person who doesn't choose to cut corners. And so right. that influences whether or not you could get raises or- Or your, your job, yeah. You're sure. not getting enough done and you're like, oh, I'm trying to
1: do it the right way and you lose your job. I think those are all kinds of suffering. Here's what I'm learning though, Aaron. Okay. And I think you see this in Paul, it's not like anywhere in the text, but I think suffering is much like a muscle. Mm. The more you stretch it, the easier it gets. So you go to the gym, you you
0: work out. The first time you work out- Tell me out, about that. I, I, would, I wouldn't know what that's like. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Remember, sorry. you were selling the Y more than you were Jesus. Yes, that's that's uh, right. I <laughs> forgot. I forgot. I'm feeling sore in the biceps, so t-
1: tell me more. But you know, the first time you, you get back into working out, it it stinks. You, mm. you can barely wash your head because mm-hmm. your shoulders and your arms hurt so bad. Right. But as you continue to go, the less and less it gets. I, I think if you look at Paul, and if we could ask Paul, I, I believe this, like, that first time you got beaten it's probably the worst right you know that like oh that wow i'm really going to have to endure this like i'm gonna mm-hmm. have to go through this. but as he went through suffering he stretched that muscle i think i don't want to minimize his suffering or make it seem like it was easier it probably was hard but he saw the gain mm. and when you see the reward you see what god is doing in you it allows you to persevere even that great i think he talks about that like it produces perseverance. You need perseverance and that perseverance builds your character and you see that gain in your life. And what does that do? It gives you hope. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can hope in the suffering. I can glory in the suffering because I'm stretching that muscle. And so for some of you today, as you live out the gospel, that first time is going to be hard. Mm. And that second time and that third, but as you see God produce things in your life, it totally is worth it.
0: Wow, that's good. That's helpful for me. Let's end the conversation right there and and call it a day. Thanks for all your insights, Drew. Um, I know this is a tough topic. But hey, I want to say next week, we do have another podcast. This was the last week of Paul. But next week, we have a bonus episode coming that'll be coming out the Monday after Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll kind of outline what's coming with the podcast. You know, what you know, if you've got questions or whatever, feel free to let us know about those and we can make sure you get answers. But the plan, we'll be outlining it, what we're going to do after the holidays. Who knows? Keep po- keep yourself posted. Right. We might even throw a bonus episode in there somewhere. But uh, we'll definitely be outlining a plan and what to expect uh, next week. So tune on in. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and I think we would love your thoughts. Love your thoughts. Emails at Northridge
1: at podc... Or- <laughs> what? What's... <laughs> I would I would totally tell them to email email us at podcast at northridge dot nailed it let, seriously we want this podcast to be beneficial to you we want it to be what really what our listeners want and desire mm-hmm. so give us ideas give us thoughts as we brainstorm as we get ready to launch this we want to hear from you and again we're not we don't want to know like hey how good we're doing we want to know what you want that's so right. tell
0: us let us know and we will make it if you if you want to do even DM on social media if that's easier for you whatever just get to us and we'll make sure that we hear your feedback uh we want to share stories if you've got ways this is helpful to you you know that we can talk about on air air question mark is it on air why not no yeah.
1: air air
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much singing happens i just don't know i don't know why I told you, but, the singing voice is uh, the name okay <laughs> um hey guys happy thanksgiving we'll hear from you hear from i'm the worst let me and try again. We
1: wish you a merry <laughs> Christmas. We wish you it's a merry Thanksgiving, Christmas.
0: Drew. Although and I will say I'm in on Thanksgiving. I'm I am in on a uh, I'm in on some Christmas music right now. I'll, I'll admit that. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. We'll talk to you after Thanksgiving.